Hello, 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 and welcome to the Potter Vision podcast, the podcast where every week me and my four-eyed mole friend go through a chapter of the Harry Potter books. This week we're doing the Order of the Phoenix, chapter five, episode 99. Is it 99? Yeah. 99, the Order of the Phoenix. Today I'm joined by my co-host Lucas Kirkby. Lucas, how are thee? Oh, oh, oh! I've been at work and they've been tying me up, whipping me to death, and I can't bear it any longer. Guess what they've been doing to me at work in my office? Go on. They've made me move to the other side of the desk. <laughs> Will my bad luck stop? <laughs> Listeners, we've had a Freaky Friday moment. Yeah? <laughs> there was a full moon, a thunderstorm, and for some reason, Tom's personality became my personality and vice versa. But we're back now. It was a Freaky Friday moment. No, I'm I'm still I'm still here. Oh, I'm living a life of luxury. I'm retired. I'm living in mainland Europe where pints cost a pound. Um, minimum wage is twenty five euros a day an hour. <laughs> um, Merkel is my queen, and I kiss upon her toes religiously, and I am in love with Martina. <laughs> Well, one of those was true, which is I'm in love with Martina. Uh, but uh, in Germany, they don't have the pound. Angela Merkel is no longer in power. And uh, I've no idea what minimum wage is in Germany. So oh, you might be right with that one. Oh, I've just had a, I've had a rough morning. I've had a, I had an eight-hour nap in my hammock when I woke up. I went into the garden and a butterfly landed upon my nose. I said, who are you, little fella? And he said, my name's Butty. And I said, well, Butty, what do you think I should do for the rest of the day? And Butty said, why don't you record an episode of your podcast? And you went, oh, that's a bit of effort. (laughs) (laughs) But I took Butty's advice and here I am. (laughs) You know, Tom's got Connie and I've got Butty. (laughs) I like Butty, what can I say? Right. So yeah, as Tom said, we're on episode 99. Put a flake in it, why don't you? And next week, well, in two weeks' time, we're doing our 100th episode live. Are you excited about that, Tom? There's 104 days of summer vacation. School comes along just ended. Mom, Phineas and Ferber making a sex tape. <laughs> Have you ever seen Phineas and Ferb? No, I know of it though. They've got funny noses, don't they? They've got funny faces, but the intro always ends with their big sister telling on them. <laughs> <laughs> not that they're making a sex tape, surely. I don't know. I've not seen every episode. But episode <laughs> 99, we're going to do a live episode, and it's going to be at what time now? No, yeah, episode 100 will be live, and uh, it's going to be on Saturday afternoon. It's going to be at one in the afternoon. Saturday afternoon. So bring yourself along to Fierce Bar. Can you 
can you buy a ticket or anything? People have re- it's been rearranged from Friday night. It's Friday night. Let's get it started. Put on the makeup your mama gave you. <laughs> yeah. So instead of that, it's going to be on uh, Bonfire Afternoon, if you can call it that. 5th of November, but at 1pm. Because we're in bonfire Hull that night doing our afternoon. show. Dress up like Guy Fawkes. Anyone who comes dressed up like Guy Fawkes will receive a kiss on the lips from Lucas Kirkby. I'm not agreeing to that. <laughs> you if you dress as Guy Fawkes, you know. You can do that now because you're European. Europeans no, I cannot can... do that now, even more so because I'm married. <laughs> That's what Europeans do. Not on the lips, they do one on the cheek, don't they? Well, that's French times, people, I thought. Times I've gone to mainland Europe and someone's greeted me by putting both hands upon my buttocks and kissing me like a wet one right on the mouth. Where in mainland Europe was that? Shall I go through the countries? Yeah, you go on. Spain, Andorra, France, Germany. All of them. Even to Andorra? Yeah. Yeah. What, what for? What, I don't know what's there. Do you know what's there? None of your business, pal. Right? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, join us then. Um, you can get tickets on pottervision.com. Just follow the links. Yeah. If you see a link that says 100th, anniversary, you know, 100th episode show, well, that's the one to click. Use your initiative. Yeah. But They're helpfully mm-hmm. labelled. Reminder, anyone coming dresses Guy Fawkes, gets a kiss on the lips from Lucas Kirkby. You do not get a kiss on the lips from me. I will give you a pat on the back and a sweetie. How about that? How low is this pat on the back going to be? Is it going to be on your, on the buttocks? No, <laughs> this is going to be between the shoulder blades. Between the cheeks, it'll be a slice. <laughs> a karate chop right down the crack. Yeah, that's what you're getting from me. <laughs> but listeners, do not... I know he's being a bit coy about it now, but on the day, we'll peer pressure him into kissing whoever is dressed like Guy Fawkes. I will do nothing of the sort. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yeah, when you're chanting on your own, it doesn't have the same effect, does it? Who's now, Tom, how have you been recently? Oh, <laughs> everyone treating you nicely at work. Oh, I've given up at work. I'm like a zombie. I go in and people, I don't know, I don't talk. People go, you all right, Tom? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's a bit horrible for everyone at your work, isn't it? But all I can hear is white noise. But are you still doing all your tasks to the best of your ability? Um, task, task. Yeah, I'm tied up religiously. I am whipped. Um, uh, tied up religiously? <laughs> tied up. What does that look like? Um, little skull and crossbones on my belly. Um, they have me nude. Uh, at one point, they tie my hands behind my back and they dunk my head in a tin bath of water. Yeah, yeah. But that's work. Everyone's got to do it. It's the world of work. We've all got to do it. Well, I did announce it on the Double Vision episode, but it'll be news to our regular listeners that I've landed myself a new job. 
exciting, isn't it? I'm going to be a primary school teacher at a bilingual school. So I'll teach the English half, and then another teacher teaches the German half, and then we both have two classes, and then uh, we swap them halfway through the week. You were telling me before, and I'd like you to expand on this, but you said to me before, oh, I'm going to have to teach them art. Me, art. Yeah. I can barely draw an arse and a fanny. How do they expect me to teach art to kids? Well, yeah, I'm a bit... Everything else I'm all right with. English I can teach and maths I can teach them. Uh, Social studies I can do. That's fine. You can prepare all that. But I've seen the art syllabus and it's all about shading and perspective and shadows and and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to have to go on a course or something, an evening course. Why don't you take Butty with you? Yeah, I'll take Butty with me. We'll make we'll make a Butty picture, a butterfly drawing. <laughs> so I think I think that's all I can do at the minute is potato prints. I can do them, and uh, the butterfly one where you paint one half of the page and then fold it over and it's uh, symmetrical. Mm. It's like I've read the syllabus and it's like, oh, you're gonna have to teach the children how to draw things going off into the distance. Bloody hell, I don't have a clue how to do that. I'll have to watch some Art Attack with Neil Buchanan. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you? Um, you have to buy some shoes, aren't you? I assumed you threw all your shoes away once you thought you were retiring. Yeah, exactly. I threw away all my shoes. <laughs> like these glasses, I've had to dig out of the drawer. I, I got rid of my glasses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very annoying. I've had to put away one of my deck chairs and replace it with an office chair. Yeah, uh, yeah, very annoying. But I've come out of retirement. And uh, do you know what's tempted me to come out of retirement? Me bills. Me bills. Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm greedy for cash. Yeah. Mark- Martina came into the bedroom one day as you're having your, <laughs> you're laying in bed at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Naked as the day he was born. And she said, Air Kirkby, she said, I cannot continue to support (laughs) your method of living like this. And you went, Eh, what's this? News to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I've been chucked back on the world of work. Yeah, but I'm very much looking forward to it. So I'll start next, start on Monday, if you don't mind me saying. Hey, I realised I've not told you anything about my honeymoon so far, have I? I can't wait for this. <laughs> you excited? Well, I know that you like stories about being in an airport, because whenever I ask you about your holidays, it includes a story about your plane journey there and a story about your plane journey back. So I thought I'd give you a bit of a, a, a bit of thing about that. So, we're queuing up for security, right? And there was a really funny guy walking up and down, working there, telling people what they need to put in a clear plastic bag. We're like, anything liquid, any makeup, blah, 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 full of him, this lad, right? Five minutes later, he comes down the queue with a fancy hat. It looks like a hat for, like, a wedding or something. And he's waving it around. He's going, someone's left this, someone's left this. Whose is it? Whose is it? And he goes, does anyone want to look like Mary Poppins for half an hour? 
the woman behind him is the woman whose hat it was, right? And she was fuming. She didn't like that he'd taken the piss out of her hat saying she looked like Mary Poppins. It was, what uh, country was this? This was in Manchester. Oh, right. I didn't uh, know you were back here. Uh, oh, no, was it in Manchester? Huh? Where did we go from? No, it was in Munich. I apologise. It was going from Speaking Munich. Speaking English in Munich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right, or have I made that up? No, that's right. I think it is. Oh, I'm getting confused with myself I have, now. I don't have much time for tall tales, Kirkby. <laughs> it happened in an airport anyway. He was speaking English, and it was very embarrassing because the woman was annoyed, and he was taking the piss out of her hat on the way. Mm. Yeah. But we had a lovely time. We were in an all-inclusive hotel. And... Everyone who worked there was a bloke. I think we only saw two women working there the whole time we were there. And all these men were chatting up Martina like every time we'd go and buy something from the... We'd get like a drink or we'd get something. I would go and get a drink at the bar. And the guy at the bar would be going to Martina. Oh, you are the moon coming down from the sky. And I'm like stood Oof. right there, right? And uh, there's another bit where we're lying... What the fuck does that mean? You are the moon coming down from the sky. Excuse me, what? Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. And then there's another time we were lying on the uh, the sun lounges in front of the pool. And uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I had a, a very bad tummy while I was in Egypt. I think it was a bit like Deli Belly. Uh, I don't know, Egypty tum, whatever you want to call it. But I had a bad tummy, and so I had to leave the sun lounger to, you know, be poorly in the toilet, if I can say that. Right? <laughs> That's revolting. I'd rather you say you had diarrhea. I needed to leave the sun lounger for me to do poorly toilet boy. I'm poorly toilet boy. Someone who's doing poorly toilet boy in there? It's me, Lucas. I'll put my hand under the door. <laughs> I was poorly toilet. No, I'll tell you what, I'll just open it. Look, look upon me. Look, it's poorly toilet, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know, I have the trots. So anyway, I go to the, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> to the toilet, right? And I'm coming back and I'm not feeling well, right? Apparently, this guy working there has been chatting up Martina. <clears throat> and he goes, oh, are you single? And she goes, no, I've got a husband. And he goes, where is he? He's not here now, is he? I'm here now. And then as I'm coming back, mm. he, he looks at me after I've come out of the toilet and he goes, he's obviously, you know, he's not happy in the relationship. Look at him. He's sad. You need a man like me. He's like going like, and he was, this guy works at the hotel. Everyone, where are we, Egypt? Or Munich still? No, this was all in Egypt. But everyone was after Martina. We went to a, a restaurant for an Italian meal, right? And the guy goes, come back, yes, uh, come back tomorrow. I will have something special for you, right? Because we told him it's our honeymoon. So he goes, oh, I'll make you something special for tomorrow. We come back the next day, right? He comes in with a heart-shaped cake. And it's just got Martina's name written on it and not mine. <laughs> it's, got Ma it's got Martina on it, so... And he's like, there you go, lovely lady. It's our, it's our honeymoon. Why has it not got Lucas on there, eh? 
<laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Take it back. I'd like the words poorly toilet boy written on this cake. I mean, Lucas, write Lucas on the cake. Oh, it's too late now. <laughs> I've already glazed the P and the O. You're going to have to be poorly toilet boy. Huh? Yeah, then so be it. They were always like making the same jokes as well, these people. like So you'd go up to this place where you could have chips, right? And you'd ask for, if you wanted one portion of chips, you'd go, can I have one chips, please? And then the guy would always laugh. He'd go, hey, 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 one chip. And then he'd put one chip on a plate and give it to you. But he would do that joke every day. And he'd do it to everyone in the queue. So you've heard it before he even does it to you. <laughs> and there was a woman who was in front of me who went to get chips. And she goes, can I have some chips, please? And he still did the joke, even though she didn't ask for one chips. She goes, can I have some chips? He goes, one chips? Like, she didn't say one chips. And you put one chip down. <laughs> huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even had the setup to the joke properly. And then if you asked for an omelette, he'd always put it in two plates. He'd cut it in half, put it in two plates. And then he'd go, <laughs> one half for you, one half for me, yeah? That's funny. It's funny, it's funny stuff. And then, again, and then the guy in reception, every time you'd walk through reception, he'd say, welcome to Los Angeles, and start laughing. That's good, I'd like that. I think I'm in Los Angeles. I believe the man. I'm really jealous of this trip. Yeah, it was it was good fun. They're always making jokes. Well, because I think most of the people who go there were German. I think it's because I booked the package holiday through Germany. Maybe a lot of German package holidays go to that hotel. But when they find out you're English, a guy goes to me, he goes, he's talking to me in German. And I'm like, oh, no, English. I speak English. And he goes, ah, English. Lovely jubbly. <laughs> and then winked at me. It's what we all say. We all say lovely jubbly. Lovely jubbly. Lovely jubbly. Yeah. Lovely jubbly. It's what we all say. Yeah. <laughs> We're English. We say lovely jubbly. Hey, they don't mind pissing about uh, on the roads in Egyptian. Egypt. <laughs> right. Is it offensive to do this? No, 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 no. Is it offensive? Um... <laughs> Well, you're being an ancient Egyptian, aren't you? I think if you implied that modern Egyptians are like that, maybe it would be. I don't know. Quick question. Yeah. Did any opportunity arise for you to perform the sand dance? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. And I didn't have uh, my sand dance partner from the pantomime, Steve Blow, with me either. He could have taught him to Martina. I know, well, yeah. Isn't hindsight a wonderful was... thing? Just, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, I was looking at you and your pa partner. Is it Steve, did you say? Yeah, Steve Blow, yeah. I was looking at you performing the sand dance, and I was so impressed. I was <laughs> 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 Because you were doing it in a nightclub, and even without the props, yeah. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, I know I've praised the sand dance before, but I think it's always important to have an, to have a refresher. Yeah. Did we post that on Potter Vision? <laughs> yeah, you put it. You can see it on the Potter Vision uh, Insta page. 
But um, it's great as well because there's a bit where you're meant to be holding a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like moving around behind it or something. Yeah. But even just imagining a sheet's fine. <laughs> yeah, his head like slides. The sheet goes slantways and then his head falls down the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> and also, there's a stranger trying to get involved. <laughs> like, just excited. Sometimes people do. If they see a phone yeah. out and someone dancing, they try and get involved. But without you two, did not even need to confer that you were just going to ignore that stranger completely. <laughs> hey, we had a job to do, right? Someone had asked us to do the sand dance. We were getting to the end of it, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that that was fantastic. Oh stuff. yeah, I was on holiday, right? <clears throat> we get the taxi back to the uh, the airport. Mm. People don't <clears throat> stick in the lanes in Egypt. They're like going, they're just like swerving back and forth in between the lanes. We're driving on the way back to the airport. I look at the back of one of the cars. The boot's open. And there's three kids sat in the boot facing backwards. And it's going like 40 miles an hour. And there's, there's mm. three kids sat there waving. It's the cat's the car speeding around. <laughs> oh, it's different. Isn't it different abroad? <laughs> Isn't it different? They do do chips, though. That's the same. One chip. One chip. So why were you too afraid to leave the hotel or resort or wherever you were at? Well, we, just like dodgy things. Like, as soon as you go out, I think, I think what it is, is people know that you're on holiday and you're a tourist. Because as soon as you leave, you have people approaching you, asking you, offering you things, trying to get you to buy things, and it's a bit aggressive. And, uh, yeah, it's just a bit scary going out. Because I had to go to the pharmacy, and it was literally across the road, but I got offered drugs on the way. Someone was trying to get me into a taxi. I was like, I only want to go there. And he's like, get in. I'm like, no, no, I'm all right, thank you. <laughs> I'm only trying to get... He goes, oh, no, there's a better pharmacy down here that you can go in my taxi. I'm like, there's one there. I can see the green plus sign. Right? Okay, now. You don't, you don't, there's a better one. You don't know what I want. What do you yeah. want? I want a bottle of water. I want butty tablets. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that one does it. I want poorly butty um, boy tablets. I saw a video on the internet once of Egypt, of, uh, of the pyramids, and um, a guy blowing a whistle at people to make himself seem like he was an authority. Really? Yeah. So he had a, so he had a whistle, and, he, and he'd be blowing it at people going... Yeah. And like, if, if someone does that to you in the UK, you follow it, because no one's... <laughs> in a set, that is essentially impersonating a police officer, yeah, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. You're just accosted by everyone as soon as you... Like, I went out of the hotel, and I'm about to cross the road to the pharmacy, and this guy, he's got, like, a fluorescent jacket on and a, a paddle. And he goes, stop, stop. So he walks on the road with his paddle like that, stops the cars, and then, even though there's a zebra crossing, and then I cross the road, and I come back, and he holds his hand out for some money. I could have done that, cross the road. I didn't need you. He's there with his paddle making money, but then you feel a bit awkward, so I just gave him a euro. Because he, he didn't seem like he was going to 
They got euros over there. They accept them, yeah. They accepted euros, Egyptian dollars, I think, and American dollars. That's what they'd accept. Yeah. What's they got in Poland? You what, sorry? What's the currency it's in the Poland? It's the Zwati. Zwati. I never got a chance to go to uh, that burger place you told me about. Oh, Max Burgers. Oh, it's good. They like to re- it's So it's in Poland. I don't know if it's in any other country, but they do fantastic. It's like McDonald's, but even better. More choice, better quality. Oh, it's good. Never got a chance to go. Alas. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe next time you're at a Polish wedding, uh, you can go to Max Burgers. Yeah. Might fly there now for a burger. Fly yeah, why not? Hmm. <laughs> now, Tom. Well, it's lo- lo- lovely to hear about your honeymoon. Yeah, thank you. And, and also, we had a lovely time. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I should say that. We had a lovely, relaxing time. The weather was... It didn't rain once, was I don't Marti- think. Was Martina complimented by the attention, or was she sick of it? No, I think she just found it a bit annoying. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, amusing more than anything else. Because they were all nice about it, but it's just like, bloody hell. Mm. Now, Tom, do you have any more updates before we go into the bloody episode? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> My commiserations and condolences. Right, chapter five. <laughs> the Order of the Phoenix. Basically, they all have a meal. Right, they have a succulent English meal. Mrs. Weasley's there. Mundungus Fletcher's there. He's a crook. He's a thief. He likes to steal from his workplace. Yeah, he's a bit of a, a bit of a naughty fella, but he's very loyal to Dumbledore and he knows people in different circles. He's a good ally to have. Sirius is there, Lupin's there, and Harry wants to know all about the Order of the Phoenix and what's going on with Voldemort. Not much to report. He's recruiting new followers, and they hint a bit that he might be after some crazy weapon of some kind. But they don't want to say any more than that because Harry's only an ickle boy. And to join the Order of the Phoenix, you have to be a big boy. Mrs. Weasley and Sirius have a massive argument about that. And then they all go to bed na night. And that was the Order of the Phoenix. What a chapter. What an effing chapter. So it turns out that the painting was Sirius Black's mother. Shocker. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like moaning about it, being like, oh, can't get rid of her. She's put a permanent sticking charm on the canvas. It's her house. Fair enough if it was at the burrow. Let her have a portrait in her own house. She's dead. Yeah. She's yeah, but she's dead. She's in, he's inherited it. It's his yeah. house now. But also, permanent sticking charm his on the canvas. Do... Get rid of the canvas. Oh, I can't scrub her off. Pick up the frame and chuck it in the bin. What more do you need? Do you know what I'm saying to you? Set fire to it. Set fire to it. Set fire to your mum. 
Yeah, if you've had enough of her, <laughs> set her ablaze. Paint over her. Paint another person. Paint someone uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Why, why don't you paint Mrs. Pig? Paint Mickey, Ma- paint Mickey Mouse on there. Ha <laughs> ha! Actually, get <laughs> me mother nice, back. I'm sick of that. Boy! <laughs> get, get Goofy on there. <laughs> that would be more annoying, him sounding like he's about to be sick. <laughs> it's Goofy. He's the... L- He's the last black left. Yeah. He's the last one, yeah? And according to the doctor, and that's it. <laughs> so, so we've got the Order of the Phoenix, right? It's this new special yeah. club. We touched on it last time. I've written here, I don't know if I agree with this anymore. I was in a bit of a mood when I was writing this. But what <laughs> what authority has Mrs. Weasley got to be in this club? Right, she's got no qualifications. What's on the CV? Um, I suppose she's like a tenacious, passionate person who stands up for good. And I suppose um, in a world of like, you know, cowards at the ministry where everyone's just like willing to bend over backwards for Voldemort in fear of their own lives. You need people like Mrs. Yeah. Weasley, who Molly Weasley, who will, you know, stand up for what is right, no matter what, um, even whether like risking her life altogether. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I think she should be part of the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. They need as many people as they can get. Happy days. She's she can do magic. She's good at organisation. All this kind of stuff. What I disagree with is nobody made her the boss. And in this chapter, she's marching around giving orders, saying what's what, what's right, what's wrong. Who can be allowed to know this? Who can be allowed to know that? Right. Who made you the boss? It should be you know equal or Dumbledore's mm. the boss or whatever. I <laughs> down Mrs. Weasley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do get irks when someone decides to take control. The thing is, though, like many people are willing to just let the world crumble. Um, like, I, I won't do anything. Like, you know, I'll, I, sometimes I could do with someone helping me organize my life. Oh, remember, you need to do that. Remember, you need to do this. Oh, by the way, you're being arrested today because uh, you've not yeah. done X, Y, and Z. Oh, I'm a. Oh. Well, all you need is what I do, because my memory is terrible, but I permanently, I have a Word document where I write down what I need to do. And every time someone tells me something, I put it on the document, because otherwise I'll forget it and it won't get done. That's a good job. And it's also important to forgive your forgetful brothers, boyfriends, husbands, friends cousins that are male because and friends that are male because when someone forgets something they're not doing it willingly it's an accident right so if you ask me tom you remember to do this and i forget you gotta forgive me why why are we only forgiving the males you gotta forgive me how do you mean <laughs> we all about male cousins husbands brothers what about sisters wives nanas you're not gonna forgive a nana the thing is no I can't forgive my nanas for dying. What a cruel thing to do with me, leaving me, a man of my age, without a nana. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Shame on them. But the thing is, I can only say, because I am the male perspective, I'm not a female. I can't offer the female perspective. Yeah, that's true. I? That'd be mad for me yeah, to think that. Yeah, it'd be sexist of you. 
But if anyone wants to come on here and say, also, forgive all females, they are willing to do so. This is an open podcast. Anyone can come on at any time. I don't know if we've, I think we've said that before, but we've had no offers so far. If you want to come on the podcast to rant or rave about anything, you're welcome to. 100%, yeah. Or if uh, on the live podcast next week, uh, if you're in the audience and you're a lady, you can come on and you can do it then if you want. And also, if you're dressed as Guy Fawkes, you get a you kiss. You don't. You get a karate chop through your buttocks. We've we've talked about this. That's worse. If you said to yeah. Martina, 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 something terrible happened at work. What is it? Which one's she going to find worse? A kiss on the lips or you've karate chopped someone through her buttocks? I think a kiss is worse because a karate chop through the buttocks is so ridiculous. <laughs> But it can't possibly be interpreted be as like, like romantic or something. It's just something. It's like something you do in in the school <laughs> locker room before. She's <laughs> just going to be like, right, my dearly beloved, have you washed your hands since the incident? I've rinsed them. Is that good enough? <laughs> Fucking hell! What are we talking about? Here? Quickie rinse. I will neither. Kiss, no karate chop the buttocks. I'll do what I said I would do, which is at most a pat <clears throat> on the back in between the shoulders. Sirius Black. Yeah, what about him? Sirius, he's got, an, he's got a new attitude and he's more miserable than God, Harry. I hated him in this chapter. He was absolutely miserable. I like Saki as well. Oh, I just didn't like it. He was just always like, oh, sarcastic, sarcastic with Mrs. Weasley. Just like a grumpy teenager because he's been stuck inside all the time. Get over mm. it. Do you want to be shot? Do you want to be killed? Well, stop. <laughs> I know. This is a whole house to roam around in. You've been in Azkaban for 13 years. You're not happy with a house to roam around in. Also, transform into a dog and run, yeah, go to the exactly. park across the road. Oh, I want laps. more. I want more. <laughs> well, you're not getting more. You're stuck in this house. He's Veruca yeah, Salt. Yeah, he is. He wants a bean feast. Yeah, that's what Sirius Black wants. <laughs> I think I've realised that I have no time for families like the Weasleys, right? You know, families that are always putting on a big show for people. you got the twins always acting yeah. out, being naughty. And you've got Molly screaming at her own children in front of other people. It's like, yeah, no. Take your kids to one side and say, I'm disappointed with you, and I'm, we're going to talk about this later. But what's these screaming? Oh, there's matches? no need for it. Like, yeah, you have a quiet word with them. Like, as well, you know, you're going to get through to them more. If you're screaming all the time, if your default is to just rant and rave it's just going to become white noise yeah you need to explain to them why what they're doing is wrong order of the phoenix is like a serious yeah. thing like they're uh you know trying to take down the dark lord if i went around to that house right we want to bring you into the order of the phoenix to uh we're looking to oppose the dark lord i'd be like right i'm interested uh, and then I go round, and then Molly Weasley screaming at her kids for making stink bombs. 
I'd go, do you know what? It's obvious you're not serious about bringing yeah. down the Dark Lord. Um, I'm going to go. No, don't go. Well, I am, because also, I don't know. It's just, you've ruined it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving. Where are you going to go? I'm going to go to the moon. <laughs> what? Dark Lord's no. not going to come to the moon, is he? Oh, please stay and help us. No, it's just, yeah. what's the point? You've ruined it. I can't see us ever coming back from this. I hate you, Weasleys. I hate you, Harry Potter. Uh, why don't you just kill Creature? Um, but you're so right. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're the Order of the Phoenix. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll come for one meeting, see what it's like, decide if I'm going to join. You turn up, right. So there's you two who are married, your seven kids, and then three other blokes. And a silly northerner who's knocking over everything. This is what we've got to defeat the Dark Lord. Why? Another thing, they've got loads of empty bottles of wine on the table. You're getting pissed. This is supposed to be the Order of the Phoenix and you're having a bloody shindig. Getting hammered. Do you think Voldemort's getting pissed? Do you think Voldemort's getting hammered where he is with the Death Eaters? (laughs) Knocking back wine. Get your fucking act together, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah? Water. No children. Burn the screaming... Paint Mickey Mouse on that. It's a joke. <laughs> right. Right, I'm thinking... Right, brainstorm ideas. How can we take down the fat lord? Fat doobie, anyone? Fat doobie? How's that going to take the take down the dark lord? No, just to get my imagination going, fat doobie. Good in the fat lord. How are we going to get rid of the fat lord? <laughs> uh, it's the dark lord. Uh, fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself. He's the fat lord. Also, uh, he's not fat. He's one of the thinnest people in the wizarding world. He hasn't got an ounce of fat on it. I call him the fat lord. <laughs> Right, I can smell marijuana in here. What's going on? <laughs> Reckon we can get him somehow, lads. Put that away. We're trying to defeat the fat lord here. Right. How can we stop Voldemort's recruitment process? Right, who wants to get in on these poppers with me? Get a whiff of that son. <laughs> Uh, uh, children aren't allowed in the Order of the Phoenix. It's one of them rules. Uh, is a balloon, lad. <laughs> <laughs> They're on magic mushrooms. It's the Order of the Phoenix. Right. How can we... <laughs> How can we destroy the Dark Lord? I've got something. Go on, lad. Two words. Chemsex, all of us. I don't now. even know what that is. <laughs> I think it's where people get high. Lovely. <laughs> you learn something on this podcast. Every week is a little lesson. <laughs> yeah, blimey. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, George, you really look that extendable ear. We don't want to be hearing this. <laughs> it's disgusting. I want to talk about Mundungus Fletcher. He seems like an interesting guy. He's a he's a crook, isn't he? 
and his nickname mm. is Dung. Mundungus. Not Mundi Mundung. or Gus. It could just be Gus. Nobody wants to be have the nickname Dung. It's like me calling you Turd. It's horrible. All right, Turd. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, if it was me, I'd rather be called Gus than Dung. All right, shithead. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, I listened. To... Yeah. And he, and he ends up... And he ends up betraying him, does he? Surprise, mm, surprise. Hey, and I listened to the audio book because I was looking forward we... to hearing Tonks. And you are correct. It is awful. She sounds like Nora Batty. <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't listen to it for much longer. It's uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's one of the most annoying things in the world. Yeah. I've had to give myself four weeks off. Um, I wrote about um, the Weasleys. Yeah, you know, like uh, chastising the children in front of people. Yeah. And I've written, stop airing your dirty laundry in public. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and I began to think, what a fantastic expression that is. Yeah. Don't air dirty laundry in public because we've all got dirty laundry. Mm. But if you've got some bedding that's got shit stains on it, don't hang it on the line. Yeah. You need to hang that on your radiator and what? Give yourself damp? No, bin it. Bin it? You just bin it? Oh, well, it depends how disastrous the stain is, I suppose. Shit stain? You bin shit stain stuff? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, I've never had shit stain stuff. I've not either. If you've ever had shit stain stuff, listeners, write in. We want to hear from you, yeah? We, we haven't had a nice howler in ages. Send us a voice message telling us your story. Did you bin it or did you wash it? Or... Did you give it to Bernardo's? Let us know what you did. But as, as you were saying about Tonks, Tonks um, is at the dinner table and she's changing her nose into different animal noses, which they described as a regu- regular mealtime entertainment. That's disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. You shouldn't be doing that at the dinner table. Because it said at one point she's growing hair out of her nostrils. My dad was there watching that. He'd be like, you fucking mind? I'm trying to eat a fucking meal here. Don't be yeah. growing hair out your nostrils. Making pig nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I've just seen one of your nostril hairs go on a chicken dipper. Can't eat me dinner now. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I thought that like, we don't do that at dinner time. We don't yeah. do that here. If you want to do that, Tonks, Go do it in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. If you do that at home, that's your choice. Okay? But when you're at the Order of the Phoenix and we're having dinner, you keep your nose the same. <laughs> None of this pig snout nonsense. Mrs. Weasley, Mrs. Weasley, we give her a dressing down, please. Yes. No? Why? Oh, because you're pissed. You're pissed. Yeah, she don't mind that. Mrs. Weasley is incredibly aggressive and shouty throughout this. Somebody needs to sit down with her and say, 
It's not nice to be around you. <laughs> You're always shouting. You've always got a problem with something. And you're being quite mean. And it's not nice. Well, because she, st- she starts giving Mundungus a dressing down, doesn't yeah. she? Because he tells a crap toad story. Yeah. You're not my mum. <laughs> you can't boss me around, Mrs. Weasley. Are well, you calling me Mrs. Weasley for a start? Mrs. Weasley. It's Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> but yeah, she has no right to shout at him. And he, he's a, you're not even telling that bad a story. Well, they're all teenagers. I think they can hear a story about him stealing someone's toad. <laughs> so they start talking, don't they, about uh, goblins? Oh, this is funny about whether whether oh goblins. Yeah, yeah. They start talking about goblins. About? And, oh, which side are they going to go on? Are they going to go on the wizarding side? Are they go- what have all these other creatures got to do with it? It's called. The Wizarding War, the Second Wizarding War, or whatever it's called. They've got nothing. Stop dragging the goblins into it. Why are you bothering the giants? It's got nothing to do with them. It's like us having a mm. domestic and asking what the neighbours think. Right, what do you think, nosy neighbour? Well, I think you don't do the dishes or oh, any of the housework. Yeah, all right. Wish I hadn't asked you, nosy <laughs> neighbour. I don't do anything. I don't wash up. I don't brush up. I do nothing. The boy does nothing. American listeners, that's a reference to song by Alicia Dix. We hope you <laughs> enjoyed it. Ha- they start deciding whether Harry can be arguing about whether Harry can be in the order of the Phoenix. Yeah. And people say, Harry's dealt with the same as us. Um, most in the order and some and more than some he's dealt with the same as us and more than some of us hint hint Mrs Weasley what's have you earned your place in the phoenix in the order of the phoenix you open the chamber of secrets have you yeah you 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 stopped me from going back to Azkaban did you You touch a man's face and it crumbled mm. to dust. Have you done that? <laughs> huh? You've been in a bath with a ghost. Have you done that? Listen to an egg. <laughs> hmm. Didn't think so. Let him know what's going on, eh? I will. I'll tell. I'll tell them anyway. You got a bit. You got to let them be in the group. I'll tell them. Harry, you little idiot! Don't <laughs> let them talk to you on your own. You can still tell them, but don't. I feel like him saying that makes them not want to say as much if they've got everybody there. I'll just tell them anyway. And then... <laughs> They've got extendable ears. Um, and. Uh... Sirius is arguing his case for Harry being in the order and Molly Weasley goes, he's not James. Molly, did you even know James? Like you're talking about him as if you knew him, but for the past five books, you've not mentioned him once to Harry. I think if I was like, you know, looking after Harry in the summers, I'd be like, 
I knew your dad, by the way. He was a laugh. Just wanted to let you know he was a good guy. So, yeah. why are you talking about him as if you know him? Well, they have, they have a proper argument, Molly Weasley and Sirius Black, and neither of them come out of it looking good. They, they, they're like really petty and childish, I think. Sirius and Molly, this chapter, they can't stand the pair of them. Mm. So they give Harry some updates, right? Voldemort's recruiting new people. He's not he's not done any more killings. No one else has died. Right? And it's all part of this plot to make people doubt that he's back. The ministry don't want people to know he's back. It's good. It's working to Voldemort's advantage. He can quietly go along gathering his followers while nobody thinks he's back. Yeah? They say he's the only person. They're on about Dumbledore. Like, well, why is it important that Dumbledore knows? Because Dumbledore is the only one that Voldemort is scared of. Have you seen Dumbledore? He's an old crone. It's like an old fogey. Challenge him to a fist fight. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You'll be able to batter him easy. What mm. do you reckon? He should be. Who should he be scared of? Voldemort. I'd be more scared of Hagrid, mm. I think, than Dumbledore. Imagine him angry. Yeah, but Agri's a great big coward. Yeah, that's true. Who else is scary? I think McGonagall's quite formidable. Og. 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 Oh, bloody hell. Re- release Og. Do you know what? Voldemort needs to thank his lucky stars that Og, in the middle of that maze, didn't accidentally lean on the trophy and get transported to the graveyard because Og would have had him in bloody bits. Who else is scary? It's a porky! <laughs> Aragog. Can't Hagrid just set Aragog on Voldemort? That'd be scary, wouldn't it? And all his uh, and all his kids. Yeah, they don't have a car to drive away. Around here, XMA! <laughs> yeah. I don't think you should be scared of old Dumbledore. Because I don't think we've ever seen him do any proper good magic, have we yet? He can turn some candles on with his fingers. He can stop a boy falling to the floor. Arrest all momentum <laughs> while falling asleep at the same time. He's talented. <laughs> Arrest all momentum. <laughs> He's got narcolepsy. <laughs> and finally, there's a little hint that Voldemort is... Looking for a secret new weapon, even more powerful than a Vadakadabra. Yeah, he's looking for a machine gun. That's what he's after. He's looking for a weapon. Yeah, wizards. Did you know that with a gun, you don't have to say a five-syllable word before you can shoot it. You just pull the trigger. 
Right, why don't we come up with a spell uh, that's just a bit shorter than Avada Kedavra? It's a lot to say. By the time I've said Ava, someone could have ran off. Can we can we shorten it to Avacad? Will that do the same job, Avacad? No, it has to be Avada Kedavra, right? Right. How many? How many empty bottles of wine on a table out of five are you giving this chapter? Uh, it was all right, this chapter. I found Molly Weasley. I feel like I dislike her more every time I read about her. Uh, so that was annoying. And I did not like Sirius Black's attitude either. We learn a little bit more about Voldemort, what's going on. But oh, I don't know. It just wasn't very exciting or whatever. I guess it has to be in there. But very underwhelming for me. I'm going to give it one and a half empty wine bottles on the table out of five. Oh, you're cruel. Yeah. Now, for me, this chapter, a bit more character development. you got Sirius Black in there proving that he is a mere mortal. Like, he was willing to sacrifice his life two books ago. But now he's proving to be even worse than Hagrid, in, not Hagrid, Harry, in terms of mood. Yeah. Everyone's emotions are flying off the table, right? Everyone's scared. Things are all about the place. Anxiety has filled 12 grim old plagues. However, nothing entertained me in this chapter. And for that reason, I give it... One and three quarter empty bottles of wine out of five. Very low on aggregate. Right, are you ready for quiz? Yeah. <sighs> quiz, 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 quiz. Quiz, quiz, quiz. 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 No, that's not it. Oh. That's not it. What is it then? <laughs> it's this. Quiz, 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 key, quiz, quiz, cuckoo. Quiz, 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 No, that's not it. Hey, that's not it. That's question. How will you do, Lucas? Going to ask you a question about Harry Potter. You don't know the answers, but you might do. It's quiz. Question one: What kind of legs does Crookshanks have? Bloody hellfire! What kind of legs does Crookshanks have? Furry. No, Bandy. Question two. The butterbeer that fell, what kind of cup was it in? Flagon. Correct. Question three. What did Fred and George bellow together? <laughs> what did they bellow together? Sorry. No. We're of age. Question four. What does Snape think Sirius does in the house? What does Snape think Sirius does in the house? Uh, cleaning. Yeah, he thinks he's a cleaner. Yeah. Question five. What occupational hazards does Lupin have? Uh, what occupational hazards does Lupin have? He turns into a werewolf. He's a werewolf. Correct. One, two, three out of five. I got four out of five, didn't I? No, bandy legs and uh, we're of age. Oh, yeah, sorry. Fair enough. 
Quiz, quiz, quiz. That was the quiz. You don't know. Quiz, quiz. And now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to plopings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, first things first, we must acknowledge uh, the very sad news of the passing of Robbie Coltrane. Who, uh, who was Hagrid in the Harry Potter films. Mm. Yeah, it's very sad. So what we'll be doing is, uh, next week on our Patreon, on our Double Vision, we'll be doing a tribute episode to Robbie Coltrane. I'm going to uh, ignore the doorbell. We'll do a tribute episode to... Shall I just answer it? I'll be back in a sec. Yeah, whatever. Go on, what were you saying? What bullshit were you going on about? Well, next week for our Double Vision episode, we'll be doing a tribute episode to Robbie Coltrane, where we'll be looking at interviews and facts and fun things about him, and uh, we'll just be having a nice old chat and a, a reminisce of his uh, portrayal of Hagrid. So, yeah, if you want to join us on our Patreon, uh, anyone from Baby Harry up uh, has access to all the, the Double Vision episodes. And there's already 40 out already, uh, including we've just finished a four-part uh, analysis of the Goblet of Fire movie. Now, Hedwig. Yeah, we've got some new goals. We've got some new goals for the patrons. I think if it gets to a certain number, we'll go back to doing. We haven't decided on the number, but we'll go back to doing weekly episodes. And if we get to, uh, let's say, what are we on now? I don't know. I think it's about fifty of you. But if we get to a hundred, Swan Lucky Patron will get to have sex with Lucas Kirkman. Oh, God's sake. Why are we making up these awful things? Ignore what he says. But yeah, we'll be putting some goals up there. Uh, so yeah, you can help us, you know, uh, make the podcast the best it can be. Uh, here is a lovely five-star review from Becky00. Now, Becky00 says that she gives us two very enthusiastic thumbs up. She's only just started, so she hopes in three months when she's caught up, she can hear us read this out. So, Becky Zero Zero, it's January 2023, and you're listening to this lovely reading of your five-star review. Thank you very much, Becky Zero Zero. Now, we've also had a message on the website from Maya Nicholson. And Maya Nicholson says, My boyfriend Tom and I went to the show in Leeds last year and just oh. so happened to see, well, she saw the poster, came to see the show. Loved the show and have been listening to the podcast ever since. Me and my boyfriend Tom now quote the podcast to each other in our day-to-day -day lives. We say, what a chapter, but change the word chapter to whatever's happening at the time. Also, we repeat Tom <laughs> saying, yeah, yeah, when listening to things. Keep up the good yeah, work. Yeah. P.S. Can we have more stories yeah. of Tom's school trips and also a rendition of the Mole song at the next live show? Yes, 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 yes. yes. If you're at the live show, that'd be interesting. Remind us, that'd and I'll do the mole song for you. Am <laughs> I meant to do a school strip story at the, the live show? And also, uh, here's a story about a school trip I went on. Sorry, we'll figure out where before to put we it do in, the you know. show. Uh, there'll be somewhere where you can just step out a character and tell us a school trip story, and then we go back to the play. I reckon. Yeah. 
Yeah, but maybe on the podcast we could have another story next week or something. No. <laughs> so thank you very much, Maya and Tom. It's funny. I'm... Now, finally, we have... I forgot huh? about yeah, yeah, because I do this thing now. Yeah, yeah. It, it must have been... Oh, oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do I this thing so. now, which is quite... I do it to my family and Lucy. I'll go... They'll be talking to me, and people like telling me stories quite slowly. And so they'll go, can I tell you something? I'll go, go on. And any one of them will go, I was walking down the road. And then they'd look at me for a response like this. And so I'll go, yes, yes. <laughs> and, <they'll> go, <laughs> and the air was crisp. Yes, yes. <laughs> that sounds bloody lovely. I wish my family did that. Mm, but go on. What, what bullshit were you going on about? I was going on about our lovely new supporters. Uh, now, we've got seven. How many do you want to give a kiss to today? Three. Three. We'll do three. So if you've not been read out yet, you will be coming to you. Don't worry. Uh, but for now, we've got a new baby, Harry, and it's Ooh. Rebecca Davis. One moment, Rebecca Davis. Do you reckon we should have, like, uh, have your kisses taken off you if you cancel your Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> What a horrible idea. What we'll do is uh, we'll do a new segment where if anybody leaves, Tom will be horrible to you and we, bump you in we, a story. No, it's a baby. We call, we, we'll call it ice down your back. So I'll put a cube of ice down your back. Yeah. We'll call it nasty loud noise that upsets you. Yeah. So like a, a slamming cupboard or, a, you know, a bit a bit of a screed. Mm. Uh, but hey, why not welcome the new babies before we, uh, you know, give someone a loud cupboard slam? It's baby Harry, Rebecca Davis. Rebecca Davis. You have been shipwrecked on a desert island. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the shipwreck, your parents have perished. You've toddled into the jungle where you have come across some apes. The apes <laughs> have started treating you as their own. Mm. A few months go by. You're eating bananas. You're eating bugs. You're walking on all fours. Not that unusual because you are a baby. Uh, but unfortunately, your speech has not been developing. This is you talking. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, just like a monkey. I have been tracing your shipwrecked boat. I've rowed to the island. I've come across your tribe of apes. And I'm peeking through the leaves. I'm, I'm peeking at everything unfolding. Mm. I see you as a little baby, and I see the apes trying to raise you at their, as their own. Everyone's happy. Bananas being handed out. Berries. <laughs> Just me, peeking through the leaves. I think it can't go on like this. A baby can't be raised by apes, can it? I've got to do something, but knowing the strength of apes, I'm cautious. 
I unveil a dagger from my belt. And it's one of those zigzag daggers. It's a zigzag dagger. I walk through the leaves behind the biggest ape of them all. And I dagger the ape in the neck. <laughs> there is complete commotion. The apes are running around. <laughs> they're coming for me, but they're too. I'm too quick for them. One by one, I dagger all the apes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am covered in monkey blood, head to toe. Oh monkey blood running down my body but i have successfully killed all the apes you are happy to see me i pick you up and <laughs> we row back to the modern world four pound fifty what a bargain that is and you get that brilliant <laughs> so welcome rebecca davis <laughs> Now we have another baby, and it's another baby, Harry. It's Christine Turley. <laughs> Christine Turley. You were caught stealing cake out of the kitchen at school. The head teacher has called an assembly. <laughs> It brings you up a baby. A baby is at school. Fair enough. We gloss over that. And she has ordered you, Christine Turley. Christine Turley. Christine, you're getting a hell of one here. (laughs) Rebecca Davis got a four-minute Jack and Ori story. I don't know what the bloody hell this is, Christine. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Carry on, Tom. Christine, you've been brought up in front of the whole school and now you are placed with the task of eating a massive chocolate cake in front of the whole school. (laughs) I would argue it's a cruel task to put on a baby, especially because Cookie has presented this baby, this cake that has sweat and blood in it. Not nice. Not nice to make a baby do that. You're sat there with the task at hand, running your finger around the chocolate cake. One lick at a time, thinking, how am I ever going to fit a cake that weighs the same of me inside me? You look into the audience, and all the children's heads are facing upward. Their eyes are alight, and they are their mouths are gaping. For in the rafters is me with a dagger. (laughs) (laughs) Not just any kind of dagger, a zigzag dagger. The kind of dagger you'd get. The kind of dagger a villain would have. Everyone's looking up, and you look up as well. You see me up there, my eyes wide. The head teacher has not seen me, but she hears a noise. Heavy breathing up there, it's me. (laughs) He looks up, and I'm already descending down. Before she can scream, I place the dagger in her neck. (laughs) Kill her. 
Yeah. Uh, all the children throw their hands in the air and cheer. Yay! I lift you up and. There you are, Christine Turley. And then finally for today, it's another baby Harry and it's Joe Dean. Joe Dean. Joe Dean. Joe Dean. Joe Dean. Hmm. I'm sorry, Joe Dean. You know he's had that a lot, as if he needs that. If you've never had that, Joe Dean, you're not hanging around with the right people. Come on, if no one sang your name to the tune of Jolene, get some new friends, yeah? Joe Dean. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Dean, you are a baby set to inherit a French woman's entire estate. Unfortunately, the butler is listening in to her write her will. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Her butler is furious. He thinks, how can this woman... Um, treat me this way. I have served her entire life. Surely she should be leaving me the entire estate. And so the butler kills your mother because uh, <laughs> he thinks, hey, um, if the baby, you know, is due to inherit, I might as well kill the mother. Then I'll be legal guardian somehow. I'll say, I'll adopt the baby. Yeah, that's what the butler's going to say. The butler adopts you. So now he thinks, well, I'm going to get all that money. I just need the old woman to die. And he holds the baby up and he says, Isn't that right, baby? We just need that old French woman to die, don't we? We just need old French woman to die, then we got all the money. Then we got all the money, don't we, baby? Um, he gets yeah. out. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the old woman says, uh, Butler, um, make me a cup of tea. And he says, I'll do you one better. I'll make you a bowl of cream with a load of sweet sleeping pills in it. And she goes, it's not what I asked for, but all right. <laughs> and he says, I call it creme de la creme de butler. And she goes, fuck it, yeah, right. Creme de la creme de la butler. The butler, she drinks the whole saucer of sleeping tablet milk. Yeah. Yeah. But you raise, she'll just sleep. She dies. Mm. The butler, uh, the baby, which is you, Joe, Jody. inherits every last penny 
an Azure Legal Guardian, the butler wins. He holds the baby up to the mirror. <laughs> and the baby um, looks back at the man behind him, the butler, which is me. Thank goodness for that. So well, obvious it was me. Uh, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. It's the Aristocats, anyway. So, oh, thank you very much, Joe Dean. And that was Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening, as always, <laughs> and for being a loyal fan. If you got this far, bloody hell, 99 episodes. One more to the big 100, and we will be recording it this Saturday. So please uh, come along. We'll be at 1pm this Saturday at Fierce Bar in Manchester. We would love to see you there. And if you are a Patreon supporter, you can get tickets for free. If you go on Patreon, uh, we've got a little code that you can use to get your tickets for free. But otherwise, they're only a bloody fiver, so you might as well buy them. But then, if you're going to buy a ticket for a fiver, Join the Patreon. It's £4.50. You get a free ticket and you can get loads of Double Vision episodes. Next week of which we'll be doing our Robbie Coltrane tributes. So loads of good stuff on there as well. Also, on the evening of November the 5th, it's going to be a busy bonfire night for us. We're going to be in Hull at the Hull Truck Studio. And we're very excited. Opening for us, doing some stand-up, is Hull's very own Jed Salisbury, who's a fantastic uh, stand-up comedian. So, yeah, loads of things going on. Uh, tickets for most of our tour dates are on sale, but more are going on sale all the time. And all this stuff, you don't have to remember it. You can just go to pottervision.com and it's all bloody up there. In two weeks' time, we will be on episode 100. And it's chapter mm. six of The Order of the Phoenix, the noble and most ancient house of black. You mm. have been a lovely cone with a flake in it, Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a red t-shirt wearing, no knickers sporting, yellow-skinned Winnie the Pooh, Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.